Welcome to the Unlocking Human Potential podcast. Here are your hosts, Danny Almeida and Chris Jones. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Danny. Welcome to the first podcast episode of Unlocking Human Potential. In this podcast, we are going to be discussing uh, amongst ourselves and also a uh, few interviews on some really with some really awesome people on what we think about how you know important it is to unlock your potential, maybe like why some people feel that they're limited on doing that and give people good ideas, uh, training tips, nutrition tips, and just give you a different idea and mindset maybe on uh, what training, what we feel training should really be about. Right on. And so when Chris and I first started talking about doing this podcast, we looked at the idea of all of the potential that is possible in each and every one of us. And so unlocking human potential kind of came kind of natural to us for a name for the podcast, uh, just because it's really clear that so many people feel so limited uh, or maybe they don't even feel limited because they don't even realize how much they've limited themselves. Uh, but basically people don't uh, give themselves enough credit for the things that they're able to do in their lives. So they put these limits in them, on themselves and they start kind of putting themselves in these little boxes and conforming to the norms and of you know what our society has said. Right. And if I would say for me myself personally, one of those norms that I really want to uh, break the walls down or smash the walls down is um, aging and just thinking that just because you're getting older, that you aren't supposed to be able to have fun and do all the things that you love to do as a kid, you know, that we're supposed to get weaker and our metabolism is supposed to go down and everything, which is that the studies they show, yes, that's true, but what they don't talk about in those studies are the people that they did the studies on who were all basically sedentary people that didn't really do anything. But I'm in here as living proof to show that you can continue to do and have fun and be able to do any of those things that you want to do, um, you know, you just have to do things the right way and be smart about it. Yes, yes. So Chris just said he's living proof. So let's just get a little bit of background on Chris. So can I ask you a couple questions? Yeah, cool? go for Okay, it. all right. So Chris, how old are you? I am 49. I will be 50 in about exactly two months. So maybe by the time you're listening to this, Chris is already 50. We'll say happy birthday to him. Hurrah. <laughs> awesome. So um, tell us a little background about, like, where, you know, kind of your history with movement in general. Okay, um, so I actually didn't even get into actually pursuing this until in my 30s. Um, I've always been active as a kid. Um, was always the type of kid that, you know, for me, punishment was having to stay inside. Unfortunately, nowadays, it's punishment is telling your kids to go outside. Um, but I was always active. I always did stuff, skiing, baseball, soccer, uh, mountain biking, whatever. Um, but I actually, from doing that, I mean, and not doing things the smart way or not taking care of myself when I was younger, I definitely started to feel it as I did get older. Um, the, the normal aches and pains that most people get when they age, which again, you're supposed to get those. Um, I, I definitely felt that and then um, when I really started to get again got, got into training and stuff around like 34 35 I really started to kind of learn more about um, how the body works and how it moves and you know uh, just basically you know the way that you should be training your body started to kind of you know get a light bulb going in my head and and then after a while I met up with Danny and Tim and 
with original strength and that definitely has completely changed my life where now I don't have those aches and pains unless I don't trade for too long. Um, and I definitely now feel better than I did when I was in my uh, mid thirties, but also feel that I well not even feel, I know that I can do the things that I used to do when I was a teenager and in my twenties. That's pretty legit. All right. And some of your background. So you've been training for how long? Uh, I don't know. I can honestly, <laughs> I can honestly say though over 10 years. I think that's what I could leave. Maybe I guess if I was a guess, I'd say like 12 to 13. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Fair. But I just always say, I, you know, more than 10 because I know that for a fact. And before then you were like on the ski slopes and doing all that. Well, yeah, stuff, before, right? before that, I uh, basically just worked jobs to like seasonal jobs because I always worked at a ski area in the wintertime because that's was my thing that's all I wanted to do was ski um, when I was actually from like 22 to about 27 I actually would go back and forth between New Jersey where I would work on either construction jobs or like on a golf course and then in the winter I'd move out to Santa Fe New Mexico and work at the skier ski area there um, and then after I stopped doing that, then I kind of just did like, again, like seasonal construction jobs and stuff like that, where I really kind of just beat my body up, uh, doing a lot of that hard manual labor. Awesome. And now you do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu also? Do Brazil, yes. I'm yeah. also a brown belt in uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, and then, and have a whole list of things that I want to try. What's your like top thing? Top, well, the, I shouldn't say top, <laughs> like if I put on a list, like my top thing would probably like do some hella skiing or something Hella skiing, jeez. Um, <laughs> but like more than likely the first thing that I probably am going to try to conquer is doing a backflip. Because uh, I've never like done, on I think, the ground? like, well, eventually, not not from on the ground. I don't think I, I never had enough, <laughs> like, uh, I couldn't jump, the, the I, don't have, I definitely don't have good vertical. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd be able to do it from the ground, but like on a trampoline and then like maybe from a platform onto the ground. Like definitely yeah. not just rely on a soft yeah. trampoline or a spring in a trampoline, but I, I, I will be honest with that, but that's also something that I don't think I ever would have been able to do because I just never had vertical. So I've recently talked to someone about that actually about doing a back tuck because that's that's like what like a gymnast would call it I guess. Right. Um, and Kirsty Grosser uh, on Instagram, she's garage gym girl, and I had talked about it, and she's like, I think you could totally get a back tuck because I've also wanted to do a backflip. Um, so maybe we'll have to talk to Kirsty someday about uh, getting some back tuck skills because that would be pretty sweet. Right. That would be. What if we could just do flips? And then from there, I want to progress it to doing one on a bicycle. Okay, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's crazy talk. Into, I should say, into a foam pit, I don't necessarily need to do one like on a hard ramp, but like maybe just into a foam pit, just to have the sensation of just flipping a bicycle. Does I don't need to, I don't need to ride away. Well, I don't know. I, I would like to see that. I don't think I will. And ever. then I also want to start getting back into breakdancing. Oh yeah. Which I, I should say, when I say getting back into it, I didn't start until about six months ago, and then. I was all like, before this whole lockdown started, oh yes, by the way, this is being recorded during lockdown. It's true. Um, before, We're six feet apart. Before the whole lockdown started, I was in, I was doing it, and I was doing, like, I was progressing, and I was having a lot of fun doing it, and then lockdown happened, and I was like, oh, sweet, 
I'm going to be able to really, by the time this lockdown's done, I am going to be really good. And then all of a sudden reality hit in. It's like, I don't have, I have two kids at home now in a small house and I don't even, and it's hot out. It's like, I don't even have the space to do it right now. So that is basically, is an excuse though, that I am just going to deal with and I'll just have to start doing it outside now or something. But I definitely want to learn how to do learn how to break dance is something I've always wanted to learn since I was like about 11 years old. I've been fascinated with break dancing. So that's a, like, that's like a whole other topic though, of like just like finding skills and working on them, like actually right. just like getting good at skills. Like I think, you know, so you're almost 50 years old and I think a lot of times we sit there and think like, oh, I can never do a backflip. And actually just the other day I read something from a friend that's out of Japan and she just said she's 57 and she just did her first several sets of push, uh, sorry, pull-ups in her entire life. Like she could only do one maybe and she said she they weren't even good is what she said. And now at 57 she's doing like multiple reps of pull-ups. Yeah, awesome. like how awesome It's is awesome that? that she broke that barrier of thinking you know like how again like how we're saying like most people would think that they can't do it that they're too old to yeah. be able to do that and she was just like gave it the bird and went and did it uh, yeah i think that's like the biggest thing with unlocking your human potential is to just do it like just just try it like what are right. what do you have to lose right and it's and, uh when we say unlocking human potential we should probably also say like your personal potential you know, not everyone can do the same thing. I mean, that's just the way that is. Genetics definitely has to play a role, the way your body is built and stuff like that. But I would, I would venture to say that 98% of people <laughs> don't live up to their potential, though, when it comes to just being able to do things, you know, movement-wise and activity-wise, especially. Yeah, I know one of my biggest pet peeves is like when someone tells me that they can't get started yet in the gym yet because they're they're not fit enough to get started or like something like that. Like they're like, I feel so old, I feel so awful, but like I'm not ready to start anything in the gym yet because I need to I need to try to get get a little lose a little more weight before I can start like training or do yeah. you know? There's always like an it's excuse, always an excuse. Yeah. and it's always like there needs to be this perfect situation to move forward for whatever that is. And it even comes down to even just body image alone. Like, you know, someone's not comfortable wearing this bathing suit or this outfit because of how they're, how they feel their body looks when really like whatever you want to wear, whatever you want to do, like you can do that. It's your gift. Like that's your life and your decision to make whatever you want out of that. Yep. Absolutely. So anyways. Um, all right. So I know we talked about you a little okay, bit. Okay. So are you going to interview I'm me? in your turn now. Okay. All right. All right. So, <laughs> I know that you were a volleyball player. Yeah. Um, what other, we'll get back to that okay. because that's gonna be probably the longer part. So what other things did you do when, as a kid? Oh, well growing up, so I, I ice skated. I started ice skating competitively See, <laughs> when I was at the age this four. This is something I did not know. Um, it was probably a good thing you didn't know because <laughs> I'm the most like not graceful person on ice. And when I say competitively, like, I did competitions and things like that, but like I did not win. <laughs> did not win. I got like the fourth or tenth place medal, and there was 
10 people in it. So um, anyways, I did a lot of ice skating. That was super fun. I've always been double jointed. So um, trying to like, you know, get your arms and your body in the position without going too far. It looks just like distorted. It was, it was interesting. But anyway, so ice skating, um, I played basketball. I actually played um, against some pretty like uh, Candace Parker, who is now uh, in the WNBA. Yep. Um, I played basketball and volleyball against her actually. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, I also spent a lot of time outside. Uh, we did a lot of time on the lake. So we were water skiing and tubing and on the jet skis and things like that, skiing, um, uh, snowboarding. I, I did snow, a lot of snowboarding in college. I uh, lived up in the mountains, did a lot of hiking. I've played with climbing. Um, I ran a, helped run a climbing wall in college for a little while. Uh, I can't say I was really great at climbing either, though. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've kind of just played with a lot of things. Volleyball was definitely. Yes, I was going to say that. Yeah. That's that's where what I was saying about, like, not everyone could do everything. Everyone, yeah. and, like, you definitely have more of the volleyball player. Like, you don't see too many people that are, like, the size of volleyball players yeah. that are, like, really good at rock climbing. Yeah, no, it was not. It was not a gift for me. It was not my gift. Volleyball was my thing though for a really long time and I committed like all like you know all through high school like and even college like that was my job like my my job was to play volleyball to get a scholarship to go to college like to be a good teammate to you know to do that so all my whole life revolved around this sport and so um, what I found was I got injured a whole lot and uh, again everything revolves around this sport and so when you're done with that sport like what's next and so i, I kind of um had a, a really interesting experience like kind of moving out of being an athlete uh and i'm not saying i'm not an athlete now but it's definitely a different very different mindset to what i was then um, in terms of the way that i trained uh, and at that point, I was at a, a stage in my life where everything was drill yourself as hard as you can. And because I drilled myself as hard as I can, which I don't think that's the best way to do now, um, I injured myself repeatedly. And I ended up with stress fractures that, that caused, you know, like surgery, surgeries and still years of injuries. So, um, so anyways, yeah. That's, so, okay. So yeah. how many, I know that you had shoulder. Two on my shoulder, two on my ankle. Um, Yep, yep, so two, two ankles. Yeah, it like totally broke and shattered my ankle. And because, actually, this is a weird one, I broke my ankle so bad, but it was at the end of my junior year college season, and they told me I broke it so bad that I couldn't make it anywhere, so they let me play on it. I finished out my, I played out uh, another month uh, with the broken, and I tore like all the ligaments in my ankle, and they basically like taped it together. You couldn't make it any worse. I couldn't make it any worse. So they let me play on it, and I, I did actually, I had one of the best games of my life, uh, and it was our last game of the season, and then I had surgery not that long after that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, but like, I've had about six or seven surgeries now at this point, so. <laughs> but I feel really great now. So yes. that and that's kind of the point. That's, yeah, that's exactly the point. <laughs> that is also one of the points of this podcast is that, you know, just because you maybe have had some injuries or had some, you know, nagging joint pains or something like that. It's like your your body, if you do the right things, eat right, train correctly, you can, you know, still be able to do the things you want to do and I mean a lot of times not feel those things anymore 
Yeah. And like, um, quote unquote, like make them better, I guess, or, you know, maybe, or maybe reverse the damage that they did to the rest of your body or something like that. Like a lot of injuries, you know, then for you have an injury that all of a sudden that you have imbalances where, you know, whatever's injured may, you know, probably will never be a hundred percent, but you can definitely, you know, help with the imbalances that those injuries have cost you. For sure. And so for me, when I was 16 years old, a doctor told me that if I keep playing volleyball, I'm never going to be able to hold my kids over my head by the time I'm 30 years old. Well, I'm 35 years old, I think. Uh, Sounds right. <laughs> 35, and I can hold my kids up over my head, and I can hold a big-ass kettlebell over my head, too, and I feel very confident in that position. But I, it took a lot of different types of training to get there and, and some of it really was just going back to the basics and I credit a lot of my ability of strength now to original strength just being able to kind of go back and and hit the very the very basics like just build a strong foundation and I had to rebuild after basically tearing my body down for years for sports yeah so um yeah so that's what yeah. it, you know it also takes a little bit of time it's not something that just happens overnight so that's also something you know those that one injury or whatever may have happened overnight but all the damage that did to the rest of your body definitely did not happen overnight so patience is key you know might as well start working out because the days are going to go by anyway yeah so and that's again a lot of other things a lot of things we'll talk about throughout this podcast is you know other myths about training about like you know having to train for an hour rigorous training is the only thing that makes it worth it so we're going to debunk all that stuff uh talk to some really awesome cool people and hopefully give you a lot of awesome information that will help you with the rest of your life yeah that sounds pretty good i i, I mean think, i think i'd be down i think i'm down listen. i think yeah. that might be a good way to end it what do you think i, I think so to too say? yeah guys if even if we're the only ones listening to this you know in a year from now we're gonna have fun listening i hope that you join us if you want to see someone on the show like feel free to give us some Give us some tips. Tell us what you want to learn more about. Tell us who you want to hear from. Tell us who we need to learn from. And don't forget to let us know if Chris needs to watch any specific breakdancing videos to get back into the game. Yes, I'm a big fan of uh, watching Red Bull BC1. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Everyone's going to go watch Red Bull Yes, BC1. definitely. <laughs> I, oh, I'm telling you, you want to see people that have like ridiculous athletic ability. That's why I've always been into like the skiing and like the skateboarding and all that. So to me, those people have like way more athletic ability, like all around out ability than like football players and stuff like that. Like football players are strong and explosive and mean, but yeah, it's you, you watch these kids break dance and they're strong. And I mean, a lot of them were ex gymnasts and stuff. I mean, it's, it, it, it'll definitely have you be like, wow, I never thought that the human body could possibly do that. So, so we will have a break dancer on the show. Yes, that's what we will definitely I'll have to. <laughs> I don't know any, but I'll do my best. We'll find one. Yes. All right. Will. Good. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you very much. Hope we'll you enjoyed. We'll see you soon.